Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geekening Podcast, where I have apparently been making more of a residential stay, so you will hear more of my voice. I am Will, otherwise known as Iron Crow to some. And you may see, you may have seen my articles on allagesofgeek.com, heard me play Tauros and Dice Sash, but here I am interviewing my special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hello, I am Disaster Cupcake. I am a VTuber streamer and a voice actor. All right, wonderful. So that gets rid of basically what the first question was going to be. So, and which was basically, um, hey, for those who don't know you, who are you? But you answered that. So that's one yeah. for ahead of the game. <laughs> uh, so um, could you tell me a bit about your VTubing model, what you based it off of? Um, so I decided to base it off of a cottage core, like, uh, librarian aesthetic um i like um doing like different different things with different models i have a lot of them on my arsenal at the moment <laughs> but the one i use for my uh streams is one where i have um elf ears and antlers and i have uh like a set of uh antique glasses and she just kind of looks like a librarian more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, actually, before, you know, we, I got ready for this, I did look up your Twitch. And I oh. see that you have over 400 followers. What's I that do. like? Um, it's actually um, very uh, surreal because it's like, oh my gosh, so many people actually like my content and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you do really good at voice acting and I really like what you do with the Friday Night Funky community and it's actually really nice to actually get myself out there and um, get everything, um, like get people to know like who I am and what I do and it's actually really fun. All right. And I did become aware of your tweet talking about all ages of geek, you know, the petition for at all ages geek to interview me for a voice acting <laughs> segment of the podcast of the geekening. Uh, what brought you to all ages of geek? Um, what brought me was the, uh, the, like the um, openness of like, the website and how there's a lot of people that are doing it some are some are like big people some are like small people like me and some that are like really really out there like like huge actors and illustrators and i felt as though i would be welcome in the um in the community if i did a um an interview with uh, all ages a geek and I feel as though I've actually um, have done that. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the opportunity. No problem. All Ages of Geek, we do love to interview a whole lot of different people because everyone's story is different. And that's something we should, as 
not just companies should, but us as people need to know is everyone's story is different and you don't know what someone else has been through. Right, exactly. Um, but it was great to hear that. But I also kind of meant like, how did you discover, how did you hear about all ages of geek? Um, I saw uh, Abnormal Chaos uh, talk about it at one point and I was like, oh, I should check this out. And I checked it out. I listened to the uh, Abnormal Chaos interview and it was actually uh, very um, informative of how um, All Ages of Geek does uh, their interviews. And I really just wanted to be open about what I do. So that's why I contacted you in the first place. I, I wanted to be open about what I do as a VTuber and as a voice actress, I really just wanted to have, have things known. And this is one step to doing that. I'm not going to lie that, um, that you were so close to bringing me to tears. Oh. Uh, because that was just like so <laughs> sweet because that was the interview I did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about being in the Friday Night Funkin' community. What's that like? Um, I have two mods in the works currently. Um, and one is Merciless Mercenary and the other one is uh, Dramatic Duality. Um, I have two completely different uh, dev teams and just being in the Friday Night Funkin' community is actually something that has brought me uh, more friends than I ever thought I, I knew I could have. Um, and just the sheer talent that everybody has on these dev teams is actually very, very um, um, eye-opening because I have, if I did this like ages ago, I would not have seen the talent that these, these people have. And it just makes me very happy to have these uh, different tools to make a mod possible. I have coders, I have artists, I have uh, logo artists. They do all their work just to get into the community and make themselves known, which is which is wonderful. And it also makes the mod very uh, smooth, clean, and sharp. And I really enjoy that they actually put their um, hardest work into it. And I. I just love the community for that. The community does have its ups and downs, however, um, but that doesn't stop it from being the way that it is. It doesn't stop the community from being what it is. The community is very supportive and I just really enjoy the friends that I've got to make along the way. Right, and I do think that's important that you do stick with it through the ups and downs because exactly. no matter what group you're a part of its ups and downs with it, whether it be Friday Night Funkin', Ruby, um, any other thing you can think of. I only bring up Ruby because I'm associated with that. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I think but, there was one in one of my personal dev teams. There was one with a man named Infinite Junior, and he... Um, I know that like mental health is a big thing, but when it's uh, super repetitive, I feel like it gets kind of overwhelming to a lot of people. I love Infinite Junior, not gonna lie. It's just, he tends to be very um, on edge with a lot of things. And I, and I feel like 
personal help is needed. Get help, people. Yeah. It it it's 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 pertinent for your mental health. Get professional help if you need it. There's crisis lines. There's everything else. Just please go see some uh, professional help because some people that are your friends they can't tolerate that. They're they don't have the skills. They don't have all um, all the tools to help you. Right. And honestly, putting in in my two cents about mental health, mental health is very important. It is not weak to ask for help. It's very strong, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, But back on, (laughs) no offense, but on a more cheerier (laughs) topic, I have seen some of the mods that the Friday Night Funkin' community puts together. And oh, my goodness, it's amazing. Yeah. Great art, great rhythm heck for some even voice acting right it's astounding like off the top of my head uh the whitley mod the garcello mod you know yeah they all have a set of uh like a set of skills that go into what makes them great. Like um, I'm a voice actor for an upcoming mod called Versus Blackjack and I voice girlfriend and an original character that I own, uh, Asahi. And they are, uh, they're trying to see um, how a casino in hell is going to uh, suffice in the modern world. So that's why they have the casino in hell <laughs> um and um girlfriend and boyfriend get down there and um they find this casino and they start doing bets and everything and um all of a sudden blackjack comes around the corner oh if you if you lose this bet i'm gonna take your soul and girlfriend's like oh no we don't want that but boyfriend's like so into the gambling it's like huh let's do it it shows how much uh, gambling addictions are prominent it shows like it has that piece of reality to it like it shows how gambling addictions are prominent in the world and i feel like that that's a thing that needs to be addressed right and honestly um that from what you said that really reminds me of the beginning of cuphead yeah a lot of uh references are going to be in this mod i'm not entirely sure what they are as of right now but i would say we're about 75 percent done with it Ooh. um so it's going to be coming out um there's a demo going to be out soon i don't have a specific date right now but um the full version may be released in the upcoming months we just have to uh get voice acting done get um little uh mechanics done and it's it's all uh it's all up in the air the deadlines it's all up in the air along with my two mods the deadlines are up in the air right right and you know besides um friday night funkin what other video games do you enjoy oh that is a hard question. Um, as a variety game streamer, I play a lot of games, um, but I would have to say my top three mm-hmm. would have to be um, Resident Evil Village, uh, Stardew Valley, and uh, Muse Dash. Muse Dash is a rhythm game. Uh, 
I actually believe I own Muse Dash. I haven't played it yet. Is it any good? Oh, it's yes. It's it's a two um, it's a two button um, rhythm game, and you can use either controller or a keyboard with it. You unlock different characters. You unlock different pets, and Ooh. you you find um, so many songs from different creators, and it's actually very nice to see the variety of different songs and different genres that people have and it's it's just so it's it's an open uh it's an open game to in terms of like different types of music and different music genres and i think that's what we need more right. variety and different things not just music right i totally agree with you and thoughts on stardew valley um let's see i think on my nintendo switch i have over 130 hours put into it uh, oh wow yeah uh stardew valley it's a great great game mm -hmm. uh very calming on the opposite spectrum of calming we have resident evil village uh yes. which i have not played myself Personally, oh, I'm, I'm not a fan of horror games. I don't like to be scared. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm trying to slowly work over that fear. The first horror game I ever played was Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, yeah, that that is uh, Doki Doki actually was a game that actually got me more into the gaming scene. Um, and I thank uh, Team, Team Salvato for that. Yeah. Um, I got into uh stardew valley ages ago because of my my husband who um who played it millions and millions of times on end <laughs> <laughs> and muse dash it was just a like a steam thing i was looking on steam to find new games and i saw muse dash and i was like oh i wonder if i can play this on stream so that's why i i have it <laughs> yeah um yeah, because finding games to play on streams, I don't think that's the hard part for content creators. The hard part is the copyright music. Yes, that and censorships. Censorships right. are a big thing. I, rec I recently got an email this morning saying that they have lightened the load on Twitch. They lightened yes, their they uh, copyright uh, music uh, limits or there's like more leniency with them and i'm i'm proud of them for doing that it's just there needs to be another step towards what uh different things twitch can do like stricter moderation in twitch chats because there was a blackout day on twitch for a certain reason i, I don't remember what entirely it was but they just streamers just didn't stream at all. It was like, I think one or two months ago. And um, I think, I think that was like a sign to like, oh, there's something going on. So I didn't stream at all that day. I just kind of waited for things to flow. Um, I go with the flow of things unless I have to go against the waves, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes I, sense. Yeah, I tend to like go go with the grain and not against it, but I will go against the grain if I have to. Right. And with the Twitch thing, I think it was because they had a big recent problem with bots. 
Yes, I think that was it too. Um, and, but uh, back on the DMNC thing with uh, you know copyright music, mm-hmm. um, did you do you know about the Life is Strange two? Um, I have not played it, but I but I have seen the trailer, and I am so excited to see if uh, see if it's like uh, worth all the hype. I I want to play it at some point, and I I want to see what what the hype's about essentially. Right, but I do hear that that game has a cool mode where it turns off all the copyrighted music, so streamers don't get in trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah I think all games should have that. I think all games should have something like that because I've been on Twitch for about I would say four years. Um, I just started VTubing, I think, two years ago, and um, it's it shows how how much of a um, um, I wouldn't say like a uh, a veteran, but more of like someone who pays attention, because right. um, not a lot of people pay attention to what Twitch does or anything like that, and sometimes the ones that do are called nerds. <laughs> and sometimes it it gets under people's skin it doesn't to me if i'm a nerd at something that's just because i love doing it and vtubing i've been called a nerd so many times it's just it's just a, a thing that i do it's like oh okay i'm a nerd all right then um i'm just gonna keep doing my own thing and not listen so that's pretty much my take on the hate that i get uh, yeah, but with being called a nerd, um, welcome to all ages of geek. We're filled with them. Because uh, <laughs> if, if you just listen to, like, again, that short snippet of my interview with Abnormal Chaos, you know, me and her, we geeked out about animation for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so if I'm a nerd, more or less, yeah. It yeah made it obvious <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not really in the um animation uh scene but i hey, do right. i i do like what um what a lot of um animators bring to light even if it's it's uh something that they don't mean to bring to light it's it's a very nice way of changing the pace of social media i think social media has um a great way of doing things it just sometimes there needs to be some moderation involved and i know a lot of people on youtube have said that same thing right social media has had uh that sense of moderation but ever since uh covid it needs to be a little bit stronger right right uh and there's uh... a lot of people that are um like saying, oh, COVID's not real, even in, <laughs> even in uh, the, the, I would say, a year into it. Uh, it has been about maybe a, a been, year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half into this, and we still have people going, oh, coronavirus isn't real, and <laughs> saying that aliens exist, honestly. I'm not a big, big like person when it comes to news i don't watch a lot of news i tend to just 
see things on social media and just take it as like a grain of salt that's what that's what people should do they shouldn't right. blow it right. up out of proportion be like oh my god this is actually real don't do that right don't and do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh to bring us back more on topic uh no offense no you know. it's okay i tend to talk a lot hey, it's about fine. just Again, if you a listen to things. the abnormal chaos interview, you know I can talk too. <laughs> so we're both <laughs> in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what about voice acting? What kind of roles do you do? Um, I do ones that don't really have a canon voice to begin with because it gives people a sense of interpretation and in how I perceive things. Um, it shows how... Um, how people have such like big imaginations um and as for example my character uh asahi she's russian and japanese you would assume she would have a japanese accent no she's she has the russian accent instead and mm. a lot of people would perceive her to have a japanese accent but the way i perceive her she does not and also with girlfriend with friday night funkin um it she's perceived to be a ditzy blonde kind of kind of girl and and very like airheaded but to me i kind of just made my voice like a little deeper and just kind of like uh yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, I like that voice. You know, it yeah. fits her. Yeah, and sometimes I did a dub of Midfight Masses before it was taken down. I think it was on uh, my birthday, the way the time it was uploaded. Um, and I did a girlfriend as me and my boyfriend were just looking for the bathroom. Basically, just a a deeper voice than my own, but it's just kind of more uh seductive because she doesn't know when and when not to say stuff and and i feel like she perceives different uh scenarios as a totally completely different thing and that would make sense considering her parents yes because when your dad's a former rock star, you probably have a stranger life. No offense to rock star yeah. kids. <laughs> if any are listening. <laughs> um, so what got you into voice acting? Um, I started voice acting when I was 13. I started, um, I started dubbing over um, little comics like from... Uh, the Undertale fandom. And that was when it was like majorly prominent, I think when I was younger and in the start of doing my voice acting career, I did a lot of Undertale dubs. And ever since the clean slate, I haven't really been doing a lot of um, dubs on those, but I, I really should. Um, to bring back the nostalgia of the Undertale fandom. Um, yeah, I, um, to get back on um, the voice acting thing, mm -hmm. I started when I was like super young and I was in uh, middle school. I didn't really have like differentiating voices. Um, I just kind of read 
and tried to do a goofy little voices with them. And that's kind of what has made me into a voice actress today. It's something that I did and it made people happy. And that's what I like doing. I like making people happy and I like how um, how people perceive different characters. And I enjoy, um, once again, making people happy, uh, matching their interpretations of different characters. And I feel like that's what my YouTube channel is about. Yeah, and it's nice that you say that because as, again, technically speaking, I am a content creator now too, you know, mm -hmm. with the interviews I do, the articles I write, um, again, as I said in the beginning, the character I play on All Ages of Geeks D&D podcast. Personally, to me, as long as I make one person smile and forget about the troubles of the day, it's worth it. Right. And I feel like a lot of content creators like YouTubers, uh, VTubers, streamers, um, um, podcasters, I feel like they do the certain thing and actually love what they do. And if someone doesn't um, find that uh, appreciative, then I don't know what's appreciative to them because they, they tend to have, a lot of people have different views and if you don't see something as um, as good, then you should find something else and not just uh, bash the other person because they, they're doing what they want to do to make people happy. And if there's just a flood going on of, of uncertainty, then what are you going to do? Right. And personally, again, this is just a personal thing mm -hmm. um sure you can fake a voice you can fake a character but you can't fake passion exactly i passion. can't fake my passion for for voice acting i can't fake my passion for streaming it's all about showing a, uh, a certain community that you're that you actually um want to do this certain thing and i'm glad i can do that sort of thing Right. Uh, would you say you have any voice actors or actresses you look up to? Mm, I would say I look up to the. Uh, <laughs> I I look up to a lot of uh, the um, anime community a lot, like My Hero Academia and Hunter X Hunter. Those are my two favorites. I. Um, I hold anime very close to my heart and English voice actors just do um, an amazing job and the way that people can perceive different voices with with a, a Japanese version and then seeing and then hearing them in English actually gives gives the person like a sense of wow I didn't know that that this person could sound like that. I didn't think of that. I didn't know this character could sound like that. I always thought of them like this, but this is wonderful. Like the one thing that blows my mind when it comes to um, voice actors, and I'm glad you brought up My Hero Academia because mm -hmm. this is just one of the examples. The guy who voices Overhaul, 
yes. is the exact same guy who voices Funtime Freddy. <laughs> yes, I noticed that as well. <laughs> yeah, I only noticed that because I uh, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. And when I realized that, I was like, hold on a second. Yeah, just <laughs> wait a minute. They did this? Yeah. Yeah, like so many like game characters. Like, um, let's take uh, Vidagonropa, for example. Oh, if you know what that is. My, like, mm, that's one of my um, favorite series. Uh, Junko Enoshima was voiced by the same person that did uh, Panty in Panty and Stocking. You could definitely tell. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely tell. Absolutely. And I, I just, I love that because it gives a sense of this voice could do so many, uh, so many like different people or like many other different people. And it's still that one person. It makes it makes sense, but also no sense at the same time. It's one of those mind-boggling things. Yeah. And it's it's just, it dumbfounds me a lot for when I see people that do voice acting in one thing and they sound completely different in another voice acting thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, one voice actor that whenever I hear them, it just makes me smile. Yes. Uh, it's Matt Mercer. Because... Oh. Uh, have you ever played any of the Fire Emblem games? Um, yes, I have. Um, have you played Awakening? I, is, I'm not sure what that one's... Like, what console that one's for. I uh, have 3DS. One for, oh, I think I have that one. It was the yeah. first one for the 3DS. Oh, yeah, I think I have that one. Yeah, because Matt Mercer actually voices uh, Krom. No way. Yeah. And, oh, my God, and, I didn't know uh, that. <laughs> Birthright and Conquest, he also voices Ryoma. Oh, my goodness. I I had no idea. Now, here's the funny that, part. See, that's, see that's, that's one of the things that uh, dumbfounds me is because um, so many people could have, like, different voice, like, a menagerie of different voices but they're the same person like yeah. for example i could i can put on the russian accent for for one and then i can sound like a lolly the next it's yeah. it's it's all over the place yeah well for me i really only have two voices one the voice i'm giving you right now <laughs> and the second voice would be of my D&D character, Tauros, who is uh, deeper. He thinks more before he speaks. Yes. And we love D&D here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, but as I was saying, the funny thing with Matt Mercer is um, they made a Dynasty Warriors-esque Fire Emblem game. Mm-hmm. And Ryoma and Krom get into an argument. <laughs> so it's just Matt Mercer arguing with himself. Yeah. And we love that because we can you can play two characters at the same time in one scene and don't get tired of it. Right. It's 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 just a wonderful thing. Uh but uh let me look. Um have you played Persona 5? I ha- I played a uh, Persona Five Strikers. It's actually really good. Okay, I'm glad you said that because Matt Mercer actually voices someone in uh, Persona. 
Oh, wow. Uh, let me look it up real quick because I don't know the name by heart. Yeah, it's that's that's also another thing with voice actors. You don't know who plays what when you hear them many, many times in a row. And it it sometimes it got confusing. It sometimes gets confusing because you you think okay. to yourself, is this this person? Wait, is it this person? Wait. Um, he Matt Mercer also voices a Yusuke. Oh yeah, I think I think I've I think I've seen a little bit of the actual anime persona, and yeah, I could see it. <laughs> It's like you can you can make uh, connections with different um, different voice actors. Like you can point out a character and go, "Oh, this voice actor would be really good for this for this person," or vice versa. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's all about as I said, interpretation of like who could fit what character. And if and if the person that you one doesn't get casted as a character then you're just like oh well that sucks but also it's it's cool because you get another variety of um of a voice it's it's um it's a wonderful thing to be in the voice acting um industry when you work with so many people like in in another dev team i work with uh cougar mcdowell um, the voice actor for the Tabby mod. Ah. And he's actually a very, very nice guy. And he's just so wonderful. And he he does uh, uh, Solazar in the mod that I'm in. And I, I've seen him do his Tabby voice and it's actually very good. And I'm just uh, so excited on what he's going to do and um, how he's going to uh, bring Solazar to life with his voice. It's all about bringing the characters to life. And I feel like that's what brought me into the voice acting industry in the first place. Right. And it is great that voice actors can inspire and help out each other that is just so cool that they can do that yeah and um there are those types of people that are like oh voice acting is not an art it's an art everything is an art everything if you have the skill it's an art it is some art form you can make music with your voice. You can do all different kinds of things with your voice. Your voice is a tool to bring the world to its knees. That's that's kind of like painting and everything else. It visually brings people to their knees. For, for voice acting and music, it brings everyone uh, audibly to their knees. Like it, it brings everybody, like as the saying goes, music to their ears and sometimes people actually dm me and go oh your music your your voice is music to my ears and i love how you interpret this character and that and that's what keeps me going that's what keeps me going to do what i what i love and i appreciate everybody that has been uh sticking for me ever since um ever since i started uh, posting on 
YouTube again, which I have not done in a while. <laughs> um, but I, I appreciate that. I, I hate to interrupt a bit, mm-hmm. but I take it that your YouTube channel's the same name as your Twitch, the Disaster sure Cupcake. Is. Okay, it sure just, is. just wanted to make sure you were properly uh, plugged in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am working on another dub at the moment of Friday Night Fever. Um, I'm going to be voice acting Taki and T. And I'm going to have some other people do Caesar and all the other different characters. It just takes time to find the voice actors that uh, that can pull it off. And it's actually not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> right. But one thing that's interesting to me, again, with voice mm-hmm. actors, and I only bring them up because of two reasons. One, I know them. I don't know them mm-hmm. personally, but I know them as a person. Right. Uh, and two, they are part of a critical role. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Travis Willingham. Oh, I think I've heard of them before. Uh, yeah. Um, he for most likely nowadays, if you've heard his voice, he it's come out of Knuckles from any. Oh, uh, yep. That would make sense. <laughs> also, not only does he voice uh, Knuckles, but in any Marvel thing right now, he voices Thor. Oh. And he, in the Batman Telltale game, actually voiced Two-Face or Harvey Dent. Wow. And in more recent things, he was the voice of Kingpin in the Spider-Man games. Wow. The ones for the PS5. There's so many opportunities you could have with your voice. And yeah. it's, it's how you interpret different characters and i feel like people like him do it extremely well right, and but... I'm, I'm glad he does that sort of thing yeah uh did you ever watch uh you've talked about that you enjoyed the anime right i do yes um have you ever watched uh full metal alchemist i've yes i have <laughs> uh travis willingham is also the english voice for roy mustang Oh my goodness. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, Roy's and one of my favorite characters. I believe his wife voices Lust. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's funny how things work like, out oh, like these that. These two are so good. I wonder if they're actually like friends in real life, but nope. They're more than that. They yeah. More than that. Absolutely. Yeah, they're married. And yes. the, did you ever play any of the Ace Attorney games? I've seen my my friends play um, Ace Attorney before. And yeah, um, I I love them. Phoenix Ray is one of the most amazing protagonists yes, ever. Yes, Phoenix is great. Phoenix but, is great. Um, the voice act, because Phoenix actually has two voice actors. Oh, one for his cutscenes, and the other one for his like objections. Take that. Oh yeah. The and the one who does some um, his objections and takes that is Sam Regal. Oh yeah. And um, did you ever play Persona Four? 
Um, I don't believe I have, but I have seen walkthroughs of it if I ever wanted to play it, which okay. I've, I've been meaning to. <laughs> uh, because Sam Regal also voices Teddy. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm yeah. learning so much. Yeah. Um, You're learning so much because I'm a voice acting nerd too. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, on the subject of voice acting, I... Um, I tend to be a, a carbon copy of some uh, Genshin Impact characters, if you know Genshin Impact. Um, at this rate, who doesn't know Genshin Impact? <laughs> uh, because I can, I can do so many of the voices. It just takes like so much time to learn about it and learn how to do the voices. Like I can do, I am Chi-Chi. I am a zombie. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. And I can do Diona, bartender of the cat's tail. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I can do Kuli, which is Spark Night Clay of the Knights of Pavonius, you're fighting for duty. <laughs> I can also sound like characters like uh, uh, Bennett, who's like, this is your team? Cool. I like the vibe. I'm Bennett. And what's actually funny is both uh, Sing Show and Bennett have the same voice actor, Christina V. And oh, yeah, I, I honestly, I love her so much. <laughs> and yeah. um, I can also do, Paimon is not emergency food. Uh, uh, funny joke, Paimon is emergency food. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> if that option ever shows up, you know I'm going to hit it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yes, we love Paimon's emergency food. Yes, we do. My one scene with Paimon in it was like, Why are you looking at me like that? When, when you meet uh, Shanling. Ah, yes, that was one of my favorite things. People actually know me for my Shanling impression. Oh, wow. uh, hello, nice to meet you. My name is Shanling, I'm a chef from Liyue. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, a lot of people know me for my different uh, female um, voice impressions and different Daganronpa impressions and everything like that because I can sound like Chiaki Nanami, the ultimate gamer. And I can sound like Hiyoko Sayonji. Squish! Oh. <laughs> I have a huge variety. I have a huge, I have a huge uh, vocal range with things with with things because how you're hearing me at this very moment is my actual voice just right. so everyone's aware and i'm not gonna lie i've been told so much oh my god you sound like a boy and i'm like no i'm i'm a, yeah just gender female thank you for telling me that <laughs> yeah um with my voice um i have been told something <laughs> a couple times um Mainly, oh, are you foreign? No, born in America in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people actually ask me, wow, you sound so American. And I'm like, thanks, I'm not from America. <laughs> oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm France. actually, I'm actually, yes, I'm actually from France. Yes. And I was like, oh, what is it? I'm like, oh, wait, no, the ENG slash FR, France. Okay, I know that. Yes, French. I am. I'm from a small little town, um, Annecy, France, 
And not going to lie, I would rather be back there right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with everything going on in the U.S., it's like, I yeah. need a break. Yeah. I, I'm familiar with some French. I took French for three years in high school. I am majorly bilingual. Well, multilingual. I am, <laughs> I am what's called the polyglot to a lot of people. I speak man, uh, Mandarin Chinese. I speak a little bit of Korean, French, English, uh, a little bit of Dutch, and a little bit of German. So I'm, I just know a lot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mm. teaching myself Japanese at the moment, and I'm also teaching myself um, Latin as well and, and Greek. So it's, okay. it's a lot. Um, glad to know in the language department, I am failing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you had to ask me how much French I, I can speak, uh, petite, <laughs> little, very <laughs> petite little. Peu. Yes. A little bit in French is un petit peu, which <laughs> a lot of people don't really use a lot because it's just, it sounds very like tongue twister esque. Right. Because it's un petit peu. It's like <laughs> yeah. And French. Um. As someone again took French for three years in high school. Mm -hmm. Um. Nothing is spelled like you think it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's so confusing. <laughs> yes. Because you you get words like um that like that are kind of spelled like they're um, in English, but they're pronounced also very wrong. Right. Like, uh, stupid in English is um, el stupide in French. Yeah. And it's just, okay, it sounds the same. It, but it's not. <laughs> kind of, but it's not. Yes. And uh. in, if you want to know a little fact, the word mosque is a French word. That does not surprise me because America is a language that beats up other languages and takes some <laughs> words. <laughs> uh, yes, that that is actually true. Yeah, it yes. is true. I didn't but, pay attention in in U.S. history or world history, but I know what that. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and plus, I love languages like Spanish, Latin, uh, Spanish, French, Italian. Oh, all have roots yeah. In Latin. I, I have. I have tried so hard to learn Spanish, but it just doesn't beat Same. into my thick I took skull. one year of Spanish, <laughs> and I asked the teacher, like, oh, should I do Spanish too? And she gave me a look of pity. Like, oh, <laughs> my sweet summer child. No, you barely passed oh, my, my class. my sweet child. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I've been trying to learn Spanish since I was in, like, kindergarten, and it was ah, so... Dora. <laughs> that yes yes absolutely i didn't know what that was called until i came to the u.s i was like what what is dora what yeah. is what is dora what are what is all these things what are what is this called i don't know what any of these are called right uh, like in yeah, spanish just, i don't know why but i've memorized one sentence just panics yeah like, that one legit panic in french just uh, uh, oh mon dieu uh. yeah french can't speak as took french for three years the only thing that made me pass french three was french history which i loved yes and spanish took one year i know a full sentence and that is la cuenta por favor 
I probably butchered the pronunciation, but that means the bill, please. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. French, French and Spanish kind of have a lot of things that do. coexist with each other. And I love how all languages are connected in some way. And it's just, it's wonderful. If, if someone asked me to do a dub in French, I would absolutely do that. But I would have to freshen up on my French again because it's been uh a couple years I moved here when I was like seven. Oh wow <laughs> so yeah and I'm now oh I don't know 20 hmm. no one believes me when I say that however because I say oh yeah I, I got married three years ago and they're like wait a minute you got married at 17 and I was like yeah <laughs> uh yeah um I was one of those people just now I was just like oh you're younger than me. Okay. Yes. I am very small. I I am very small in terms of age and height. I'm only five one. <laughs>, <laughs>, Laughs in six foot four. God. <laughs> Why are people so tall? Like I know it's like genetics and everything, but I think I got the short end of the stick. Um literally. Actually, from what I've heard, uh height skips every generation. Uh, well, one. I mean, the tallest one on my side of the, or well, my mom's side of the family is five five, and I don't know about my dad's side of the family, so I think I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it more or less. I, uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my husband's you, like five four, uh, and he like towers over me sometimes. Uh, if we, if yes. we ever met at like a convention, if those open up again in a post-COVID oh, like, I would be looming if, over you like a titan. Yes. If if you saw me, you would ask three questions. Why are you so small? How are you this small? And how are you this pretty? <laughs> because well, that's some confidence you have. <laughs> I, hey, I, I have an ego. And sometimes my husband fuels that ego by saying, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful and that everything you do is beautiful. And I'm just like, fuel my <laughs> ego. <laughs> just, just, just grab them left. But you said you were a fan of Danganronpa, right? I am. Um, I've played the, the second game. And you're oh my on God. the second game? Yes, I am on the second game. I actually Ooh. just finished the second game and free Hiko. I love, give me him. I love him. Free he goes my favorite character of all time. Um, what was he's, he the ultimate? Uh, he's the ultimate Yakuza. Oh, yes. Baby face. Baby face. Uh, and <laughs> for me. Baby face. I, know, baby um, face. I just realized me and Free Hiko are the same because I have such a baby face as well. I do not <laughs> look my age. I look like I'm 16. Yeah. Um, and how short I am. <laughs> <laughs> and now, since I actually do care about the Danganronpa series, uh, yes. spoilers for Danganronpa 2, oh. uh, skip ahead a bit because I might be ranting about this because I love Danganronpa. I do too. <laughs> uh, oh, Joy, we're both going to be ranting. Yes, <laughs> and I love that. Right? I love that about so, us. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, you're welcome. It's <laughs> oh, just so nice. Uh, anyhow, as I was saying, spoiler alert, skip far ahead. Yeah, way ahead. Uh, yeah, way ahead. You heard the host and the guest say that, so you know this must be important. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. This was your last <laughs> warning. 
Okay, can we just agree that I, okay, I'm going to say something controversial. Yes. I hate Nagito. (sighs) I hate him. I honestly, a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with him, and it's like, Yeah, there's no one in the middle. Yeah, there's no one in the middle. There's no, like, there's no, like, um, oh, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. No, you either like him or you hate him. And at this point, both of us don't like him. <laughs> yes, someone else agrees. He he tries to derail every everything file, and it makes no sense. And I don't like. Okay, I don't like the ships that are in the Daganropa fandom, like Hajime and Nagito. I I don't appreciate that one because it's like they don't have any sort of connection with each other and if well anything, except nagito, in the anime Spoiler. yeah and, and nagito's let's go a spade a spade nagito's a bit toxic yes oh my god he reminds me of one of those like toxic friends that's like oh my god you're gonna wear that like pretty much is gonna be he's he's like he says he's on the side for hope but it's just it's yeah. like he's high on that shit you know he, he is he is uh, but another thing, I love Danganronpa 1, like, oh, yes. the culprit could be anyone, Danganronpa 2. Okay, why isn't it you, Nagito? We know it's <laughs> why not isn't you. it you? <laughs> yes, honestly. And that's, a, that's, along, the long, uh, that's along the line to Danganronpa B3. It's like, Kokichi, how is it not oh, you wait. at this point? You, are you playing through V3? I I'm currently playing through V3 and I, I beat V3. Uh, I just I don't know what what is it with um like Byakuya or uh Nagito or Kokichi. It's just I don't like it's like a Wi-Fi bar of chaos because Byakuya is the tallest and then there's Nagito and then there's Kokichi because it's just it they're they're just a wi-fi bar of chaos you know you know how like those wi-fi bars they like the tallest is like the strongest connection yeah that's what i'm saying and it's like it's like he's like um, it's a lie well stop lying well remember we are talking about danganronpa too yes sorry (laughs) but yes nagito is one of those that's like love hate oh we're we're gonna solve this murder for hope are you sure about that (laughs) (laughs) i love how you quoted the meme too just just john cena are you sure sure about about that that? (laughs) Uh, um okay me more trust me good so can i good yes Uh, but when it comes to danganronpa 2 there's only two parts i really cried Oh, there was one that I actually cried, and it was at uh, spoiler. Pekka's execution. Yes, that's the first one I was going to say. Oh my god, it made me cry. And yes, then uh, Chiaki's cool. Okay, yes, Chiaki's didn't make me cry. Chiaki's actually made me cry because she was like, she was like, you can, you like, can push on by believing in me, and I'm like, I believe yeah. in you. Stay, please. Yeah, same, same. But I'm like just one... bawling through it. Tears just <laughs> now on an unrelated note, would you like to play a game of Tetris? <gasps> oh, <laughs> I'm I, sorry, they had to do it. The I legit was, was like, like that triggered my fight or flight. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but, it, it also triggered that. Wait a minute, is he actually being serious? <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, I'm not being serious. I'm joking. 
Um, but the second execution that made me cry was Gundam Tanaka's. Oh, yes. Because he wanted his four Dark Davis of Destruction to live on. Oh, I, I love the four Dark Davis, even though they have some weird names. Sunday, the- Chippy. Sunday. Sunny D. Yeah, Sunny D. Uh, actually, I always call it Sunday, Sunny D. And I think there's like, yeah, there's Champy, Sunny D. I'm, I'm looking Sun-D. up the names. Uh, I don't even remember them all. I only remember those two. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> the four Dark yeah. Davis of Destruction or the four Heavenly Kings of Destruction. Four Heavenly Kings. Yeah, that's what the names hamsters. in English. They <laughs> are hamsters. Um, hamsters, people. Yeah, Sandy, Jumpy, Jumpy. Mag- Magazine, Magazine. <laughs> Champy. Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> magazine. <laughs> magazine. <laughs> like magazine. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to read a magazine. Holds up the Dark Deva named Magazine. <laughs> yes, but Gundam it, was just such a soft boy. He was. And when when I found out that he was, he, that he killed Nekumaru oh. again for like, that man died like twice. Um, he just kind of not technically. Not he didn't yeah. Technically died the first time, but he was just severely wounded. Yeah, like he got robocoped. <laughs> robocoped. Have I'm you ever like... seen? Have you ever seen Robocop? It's actually oh. really good. Yeah, it's violent. <laughs> oh my god, it is amazing. Yeah, you feel sorry for the man. But back yes. to uh, Danganronpa. Yeah, I like Nekumaru because he was just like, yeah, you can do it. I'm there for you. Yes. Just, and um, and always had to take massive shits. Yeah. Because that's just him. <laughs> and also, um, did you ever do his social link? No, I didn't even know that those were a thing until after I finished it. So that's uh, why I'm going back and doing them. I was like, why didn't um, I do this before? And I'm going to spoil a bit of his social link. Sure. And it's the reason why he's just so, yeah, you can do this. I'm cheering for you. Mm-hmm. It's because he has an incurable heart disease. Baby. <laughs> and he knows, like, eventually, yeah, he will die. So he wants to be there for his friends as much as possible. Oh. See, this is why we need to do those social links because they have so much backstory and shows, like. Yeah, the how... three dimensional characters, no matter how bad they are. Yes, I, exactly. Well, Nagito's an exception, but I don't. Yeah, he's an exception. <laughs> yeah, he's but... an exception. It's, I want to know about Frigihiko's social link because he he's always like so mean and everything, but I think it's because of like that's just him being in the Akaza chain and and all it's that stuff. Action again, this is a bit of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically he is mean to make up for his height. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because... I think he and Frigihiko are the same height. He's like 5'1 or 5'2. Uh, let me, let me look it up. It's just 
every time I that that has become my unofficial motto on the show. Let me look it up. <laughs> what we're looking at? I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look it up because I yeah. have said that for you. I said that for uh, other guests they had today, and I said that with abnormal chaos. Just so, let me look abnormal it up. Abnormal chaos. <laughs> yeah. Again, abnormal chaos. She was really cool. Yes, uh, I, I would want to meet her or yeah i would want to meet her she seems um, super sweet and i just i would love to get a hold of her but uh, me I, being a shy being that i am <laughs> i tend to just wait until miraculously they find me oh come on uh yeah he's five one he's five one yeah huh i knew it me and him are the same height oh wow cool uh but he, I can look eye level at the baby gangster. Yeah, baby gangster. That's one of his nicknames. Baby gangster. And um, <laughs> again, like he wasn't originally kind of the head of the Yakuza family. That was his sister until oh, she yeah. died. Oh. And then they were Wait just like. Minute. I think that was in like the anime Dragon Ball 3, wasn't it? That she just just fell off the face of the earth and just kind of disappeared or something um, and then they found her out to be dead in Rampa 2 they talk about her being dead oh, oh in like yeah, one of the, the social links oh I yeah think. the the video game yeah the video, the game, video game motive oh my god i had no idea <laughs> yeah i believe that was meant to be fuyahiko's sister that legit went over my head just <laughs> yeah and uh with uh fuyahiko and that was his eldest sister so it's just like well shoot uh yakuza's yours ah he yes more or less had it shoved on him and he just happened to be really good at it with peko by his side yes can we just appreciate how uh peko just stays at his side no matter what happens like it's it's just I love them and I love their their friendship and it's just yes. Let's be uh, honest. Yeah. Do you ship them? No, absolutely oh. not. I do not. I ship Fuyuhiko with Chiaki for some reason. Oh. I just feel like they would have just a certain like connection and stuff like that. And then I see Pekka with Mikon for some reason. I didn't care for Mekon personally, but I don't really care for her either. She just seems kind of too. She seems too much like what social media has has like become like. Ah, so toxic. Oh, I'm so shy. Ah. Like I don't. I. It just drives me absolutely nuts when people try to like put on a front. Like I'm so it's... shy. Ooh woo. Oh yeah, absolutely. But... Um, I may woo, but it's because of Twitch redemption rules. Oh no! <laughs> but if you um, ever pop into my Twitch and you see the make me uwu or obo or make me say ada ada and you press it, I will do it. That's just because <laughs> you guys did this to me. <laughs> but back to some of these uh, characters, like the yes. one motivation that like it rips me from the inside. Yes. Is the chef that died? 
Teru, Teru. Oh, Teru, Teru. Yes. He, he just... I, it makes me so sad because he he was i don't know he he just kind of it's it's a it's a love or hate thing you either love him or you hate him i am that one percent that's in a gray area i don't love him or hate him he's cool but it's just i i don't love him or hate him but his reasoning for why he did what he did is the part that gets me yes he he, just wanted to get back to his mama yeah because and he feels like he owes her because she gave him so much oh yeah i remember that he just loved his mom and i love how he's like this elegant chef and then he goes into the southern accent yeah southern accent (laughs) yeah just ray up so props to that voice actor for doing that performance yes who even did Teru Teru in I'm looking it up. English. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are looking it up again, folks. Yes, we, we are. We are. Um, we are Todd Hoppercorn. I'm sorry, who? Todd Hoppercorn. Oh, I thought you said Tob, like T O B. I was like, huh? no, Todd. Todd oh, Hoppercorn. Ah, well, props to him for doing for doing terror terror because he, he did such a good job. Yeah, he did an amazingly good job. And for the person that did Chiaki Nanami, the way that you interpreted her voice, it just sounds like she's constantly sleepy, and it fits her character so yeah, well. Yeah, because she's tired. Uh, yes. And now um, let's talk. <laughs> Uh, spoilers for Danganronpa 1. <laughs> oh. Because we, we could talk about the original. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, Ishimaru. Enough said. Oh my god. I His character development was so sad. It was it, sad after it, Mondo died. Yeah. It was just so sad. And then to die after. Yeah. In chapter after. three, it makes me sad. Yeah. And um, one thing that I do, one thing I always respect is um, the Spike Chunshoff's, um social media team. Yeah. Because they got a Facebook message from a fan saying, how, what do you do after you make us um, Ishimondo shippers sad because you <laughs> ship Mondo and Ishimaru for obvious reasons? I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I can see it too. And they just responded with, "Eat a." What we do is we get together and we have a bunch of pancakes with Mondo butter. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> That is so good. Yeah, they were like, they were so savage. It was so, it was funny. It was all in good humor, though. It was funny, yes. And I'm just going to say this. Celeste, I love her energy. (laughs) The girl boss energy? Yes, girl boss energy. And actually, a lot of people know me for my uh, Celestia Ludenberg impression as well. 
I am Celestia Ludenberg. I'm with you too. That, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> and one thing that I like, Celestia Ludenberg, she's a character, uh, like personal character wise, I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. But villain-wise, I yes. loved her. Yes, villain-wise, she fits it so well. And along with Biakia as well, he oh, fits the villain role so well. Even too. though he's not really a villain, he's just a dick. <laughs> he's just a dick. Yeah, true. But, and then there's and then there's Toko. Yeah, with okay. genocide, there's so. Let's 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 uh, um, turn can, gears to talk about Toko really quick. I okay, we can talk about Toko. I feel like it's it's a wrong interpretation of disassociative identity disorder, but the character itself is actually really good. I like yeah. the idea of having a character with a split personality and um, actually being a serial killer in one personality. I feel like it's just uh, represented wrong. Yeah. In, in my opinion. And uh, the way that some people like in the in the anime in the game like mispronounce it it just kind of irritates me <laughs> makes sense um but i don't have uh i don't have uh disassociative identity disorder i i just wanted to point that out because i i know a lot of friends that have uh, disassociative ah. identity disorder and i feel like that they would agree with me that it's being interpreted wrong and it and i know that there's nothing that they can do about it now but it's it's good to have in have in mind that it's just a wrong a, a wrong representation it's like it's kind of similar to what hollywood does right in in some movies um and sometimes you just have to be mindful that some things are different for everybody a lot of mental health disorders are different for a lot of people like dissociative identity disorder and sometimes it can be presented like that that there's a trigger like a sneeze or a blink or anything like that or a snap of the fingers or anything like that but it's not for everybody it's it's not that it's not that way for everybody and not gonna lie i feel like that it was kind of insulting but that's just to me i i i don't get insulted a lot but when i do get insulted i i just stop completely and uh move away from it for like an hour or two and then i come back to it being like okay i'm gonna get through this it's fine Right. And back to Celestia Ludenberg. Yes. Uh, one thing I, this may sound mean. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite things about her is her execution, the burning of the Versailles witch. Yes. I, I loved how they tied her to a stake, set her on fire, and then threw a fire truck at her. Yeah. Right. Now, or was it a fire truck? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was a fire, a fire truck. truck. Yeah. Yep, and it was a fire what truck. What I loved was someone actually broke down the symbolism of it because there actually is. There is a lot of symbolism with that. Yeah, yeah be- I think it's um, like a lot of executions in the Dragon Rapa series have a lot of uh, hidden meanings to them 
It's just nobody really reads into it a lot. Right. Because no one wants to be that crazy person who does that. Yeah. Unfortunately, with Celestia Ludenberg's, I found the research of someone who was. But oh. like Celestia Ludenberg, you know, she is very, she presents herself as very regal, very, you know, higher than thou. Yeah. So she's being tied to a stake, being burned alive, and she's smiling. Because she knows, like, this is a death like no other. Yes. But then the fire truck happens. And all of a sudden, she dies in a car wreck. The most common way to die. Yes. Yeah. So That she, sounds accurate. <laughs> she went from the very top to the very bottom. Yes, absolutely. And I think... Um, Burning of the Versailles, uh, the Versailles Witch kind of um, coincides with an actual place. I think it's called like Fort of Versailles or something. Yeah, there's like a that place in, in France. Uh, yes, Versailles. I'm tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I, the I actual... think it's a city. I think it's a city, and there is also like a place in Greece that's called like the Versailles or something like that. I. Can you tell how much I paid attention in history? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and when it got to like French history, I was like, yeah, I know this already. Yeah. But yeah, it's Celestia had a lot of different things happen. Like she she was outed. Her her name's actually Tycho. Tycho Very Yasuhiro. common name. Very common name. And it's just all over the place with with um with like being the very top and then you just slowly or or fast or quickly plummet down to the ground yep and i was right precise is a city in is a city in france i have never been there i I kind of stayed like near uh, near uh it's kind of funny that you say that because it's just outside of paris yeah, I I just usually go and I usually okay that makes stay in Annecy until like oh I have to go to the store then right. I'll go to Perry and then hop around Perry and then go back. I don't yeah. I didn't really travel a lot ah, because uh, I don't do crowded places. <laughs> yeah, and the thing I looked up Versailles just outside Paris is a majestic French city with deep noble roots, renowned yes. for international internationally for its palace and gardens and that makes sense with celestia's personality that makes sense absolutely and um then can we talk about um uh i'm trying to think of um his name the alter the ultimate programmer oh uh Chihiro Fujisaki. Chihiro, yes, such a good I boy. I loved him so much. He just wanted to fit in and yeah, stop the bullying. This is all. And one thing I like in the anime, mm-hmm. which personally, I don't care for the anime. I prefer the game. Yeah, I do too. But if you look closely, like once everyone gets their rooms, wow. He's working on the computer. You could see a toolkit by it. And only the boys got the toolkit. 
Oh. So that yeah. hints at that, like, no, Chihiro is actually a male. Mm-hmm. And uh, just very tiny. Yeah, very tiny. It wears very feminine. tiny boy. Yeah, and wears clothes that's traditionally feminine. And uh, and that kids is what we call a shota. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, but uh, that that death was sad. It was completely yeah. innocent. Yes. And then Ooh. just and then just the rubbish. Just... Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, we keep interrupting okay. each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to um talking about too. I just wanted to say that Hiyoko, Hiyoko for how Hiyoko. tiny she is. She is such, like, such a rude child. I wanted to punt her. I'm being honest. <laughs> I wanted to, like, kick, kick the child. Betty, I kick the baby. Don't kick the baby. Kick the baby. It, it basically, that's how I felt with her. <laughs> and I won't lie. Like, when we discovered her body, it was just like, oh, no. Anyways. Uh, oh, no. Slowly backing out of the room. Oh, no. no. Shuts the door. Oh, no. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would talk about V3, but I don't want to spoil you. Oh, I'm like halfway through it. I'm in uh, chapter three right now. <laughs> and, uh, oh, boy. It's uh, a doozy. Okay. Spoilers for the first half. Uh, okay, yeah. Three. Can, we talk about, can we talk about Kaede's execution? Oh, man. That was sad. dark. It was dark. It reminded me of that uh that that YouTube series that's going around. I don't remember what it is. It's about a guy and he was like forced to learn like classical music and he he want he had a passion to um to do like rock music and it, it wasn't allowed, blah, blah, blah. It reminded me of that a, a little I bit. Like, you're being you... like, oh, I'm trying to remember what it is. Oh, it's going to bug me. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> I, I, I'm not looking it up because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, back, uh, I, I know we're ping ponging all around here, but when he has something interesting about Danganronpa 1 and 2, yeah. They actually have unused executions. Oh, oh yeah, I think I yeah. Um like um for example, um the girl who the first murder in the first game. Mhm. Uh what was her name? Sa- Sayaka, that's it. Sayaka. Sayaka, yeah. Uh actually I believe for a while um the fortune teller clairvoyant he was originally going to be the first one to die and it was going to be sayaka who killed him oh yep and her execution was she had to fill up this bar by singing yes i remember that while standing in the middle of a bear trap yeah i remember that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh so you do know about that one yes i do know about that one all right so i won't talk about it's, it too much it's 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 a yeah. lot yeah more more of the story don't do it why because monokuma will rig it and break the scale so you can't yeah, fill it because monokuma will 
like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. I I I think there was one for Byakuya as well. Uh, yes, where he was left in the cold, being stoned by children. Yes. And... Uh, I, not children. Monokuma dressed as preschoolers. <laughs> yeah, Monokuma's dressed as preschoolers. Children, same thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same thing. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. Um, there was one for Ishimaru, actually. Oh, is there? Yes, oh, where I don't think he I've was seen that one. where he was like shackled to like this one like frame, and he was forced to wave at a parade. Oh. And because he wanted to become the prime minister, or like his aunts, like I believe his grandfather was the prime minister but then got disgraced and he wanted to rebuild that legacy. Ishimaru did. Oh, yeah. And it ended with Monokuma taking him out with a sniper rifle during oh. the parade. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of, sorry, this is a really weird thing to be reminded of, but the, the Abraham assassination? That was in the theater. Yeah, I know, but it just kind of reminds me of like, um, I think oh, you're talking someone. about the Kennedy one. Oh yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that was was I think that was the uh thing that they were trying to like reference, maybe. Um not really, because Monokuma was he had like thick eyebrows, which was a reference to like this one assassin from a like a manga. Oh yeah. That, and, that makes more sense now. <laughs> and the swimmer girl, Aoi, I think was her name. The AOI. Uh, Aoi? Yeah. Yeah, Aoi. Uh, she had an execution too. Oh. Where was she, about. Uh, she was, uh, I believe, she had to like swim to the other end of a pool. Mm-hmm. And the pool started closing. Like oh. the, a tarp was being brought over. Yeah. And then, like, when she's almost there, Monokuma released sharks into the water. Nice. And, well, the sharks got her. Yeah. That, yeah, that sounds, oh, <laughs> just anything with sharks eating humans, it just kind of, just, uh. it's just, who knew a, a fish in the water could do that yeah. it's like it's like it's like uh piranhas like uh, funny that you mentioned that with uh again spoilers for v3 yeah with a uh, rioma oh and fun fact yeah the voice actor for gundam is the same one for rioma oh my god how did i not realize no. oh Two good boys. Yeah, two, two good, good boys. boys. One of them just incredibly short. <laughs> well, yeah, one of them just incredibly short. Uh, I don't know but, why they made him like the ultimate tennis pro instead of the ultimate criminal for some reason. Um, I think he was a criminal. Yeah, he did become a criminal, but that involves his social link, which yeah. you care if I spoil? Oh, yeah, I don't care. Okay, cool. Because um, he was told to, like, basically, he was a great tennis player again one of the best and he was asked to throw a match and he was like no i'm not that's not sportsmanly of me if i'm going to lose i'm going to lose because the other person's better right 
unfortunately, this angered the Yakuza. Oh, yeah. So they came in and killed his girlfriend. Oh, yay. <laughs> and at this rate, I think it was his fiance. His, uh, oh, yeah, his fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Ryoma went to the head headquarters with a titanium tennis ball. And he finished the job on them. And he oh, got yeah. found out. Yep. That sounds about right. That's why he's not the ultimate criminal. Ah. Okay, that makes more sense that he's the tennis pro now. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. But can we just can we just talk about Ran Rantaro for a quick second? Because um, I that I, man is eluded in mystery. Yeah. Ultimate? I don't know. Ultimate? Yeah. <laughs> and I love how Monokuma even makes reference to it. It's just like, dude, we didn't even know what ultimate he was. He's dead. Guess we'll never find out. I guess we'll never find out. Wait, he's the ultimate survivor. What? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, how did you find that out? Oh. But, uh, Anime Monokuma in uh, English. His mm. laugh just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and fun fact when it comes to uh, voices, I can't do Monokuma's voice, but I can oh. do his laugh. Oh, I can do Monokuma easily. Um, you have Here's a... Mr. Kobayashi himself. It's three in the damn morning, kid. Gee, let's go to bed. I'm, I was thinking the game, Monokuma. Mm-hmm. But you know, I can do I can, the anime one, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I can. I found that out. You know, <laughs> but I can do the. Yeah. Sound like a beaver. Uh, Sound like a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deny it. He does sound like a beaver. <laughs> Just instead of. Instead of being a bear, he should have been a beaver. Um, are you <laughs> aware? Him as a beaver. Are you aware of the beta design of Monokuma? Mm, yes. Oh my god, it it freaked That's me terrifying. out. For, yes, it freaked me out when I first saw that. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like if we saw that instead of Mon, because let's be honest, we all love Monokuma. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's, he's a cuddly little tame there. But then if we saw that, we'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> Sir, what? where is half of your skin? <laughs> Sir, where where is the rest of your epidermis? Uh... Like, sir, excuse me. You have uh your your brains exposed. Yeah. You have everything in your body exposed. Hello. But... To be honest, I would make a I would make a VTuber based off of Beta Monokuma if I had more skill. <laughs> yeah, do it for like a Halloween stream. Yes. Oh my god. That gives an idea. Oh my god. You're welcome. Thank you. Ideas free. Yes. Ideas priceless. Comedy? Yes. Uh I think we've been doing good comedy. Uh. <laughs> I, I try, honestly. My humor is so dark. My humor is intensely dark. 
I've uh, kind of noticed since we've been laughing about Danganronpa, where high schoolers die. Yeah. No, my my humor's worse. I make jokes about vegetables. I know where this is going, so we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's just yeah, let's not scar everybody right now. Uh, yeah, because you know it is all ages of geek, and I don't want the editors to be like, okay, so we need to get a therapist. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, editors. By the way, you do real good work. <laughs> yes, and I appreciate everybody at all ages of geek oh, for thank you. putting up with my shit right now yeah but uh what uh phoenix Wright is a good game series and um also anime i have not seen uh the anime of that actually like it's good i look up the bloopers they're hilarious look up the bloopers have you, speaking of bloopers have you seen the mario academia one yes oh i they're have so funny little bunny foo foo hopping through the through forest, the forest. <laughs> maybe i'll get my chance to 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 say the right line uh, i don't know <laughs> uh, it is also voice actor is such a saint yeah but there's him. also uh the full metal the full metal alchemist bloopers those oh, are great too yes oh or in high school host club i have not looked bloopers up those as well. bloopers i have not oh my god i'm just gonna there's there's the red one i like the red one but i'm not sure what the blue one is i don't like him <laughs> and then there's like there's one that's like uh oh have you seen the i think there's some for like a uh, soul eater as well i no i have not seen the soul eater bloopers either hmm. but all jokes aside the blooper for bleh, bleh, the uh the actual anime itself soul eater is actually very good yeah i've heard great things and can i just say this right now attack on titan is so repetitive i personally i couldn't get into it yeah neither can i um good theme <laughs> music great theme yes music. yes great openings great endings it's just the plot where where's the plot <laughs> yeah because one of my husband's friends was talking to him and he's like hey you should watch you should you should watch uh attack on titan and i said and i yelled from the other room don't do it it sucks Ooh, them's be fighting words for some people them's be fighting words yeah <laughs> but like personally when it comes to anime like i remember my first two animes and they are vastly mm. different mine are two uh my first anime was pokemon yes Grew up on pokemon love pokemon to this day that was my husband's first anime i think cool yes now my second anime that i ever watched was detective conan i have not seen that <laughs> it is a great mystery anime Ooh. uh basically this detective he's a high schooler you know oh yeah he goes onto this roller coaster and in the tunnel he gets turned into a child by oh, a drug wow. so now he's a 10 year old <laughs> who has to keep up the appearance of a 10-year-old while solving mysteries. 
Sounds about right. But it's honestly some great mysteries. Yes. And I, I believe yeah. its manga recently actually released its 100th issue. Oh. I'd have to look into that. My first two animes are vastly different. One okay. was Beyblade. Loved Beyblade. Never got into I enjoyed it. Beyblade. My husband has a Beyblade on his shelf currently. Ooh, ooh. Um, and the other one? Rosario plus Vampire. I was 11. And my god. <laughs> and this would not have any further consequences. It had further consequences. It had further consequences. <laughs> I love how you're laughing at every, almost everything I'm saying. Like, I am a living embodiment of a meme. You are, but Thank it's, you. It's, it's awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> Today I learned I'm charismatic. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. I would say you are, yeah. You're but, charismatic, you're charming. I think uh, those are the same thing. <laughs> um, not necessarily, I believe. Not necessarily. And you're just fun to talk to. I love no, it. Thank you. So to go way back in our conversation. Yeah, wait, yeah, let's 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 uh um so you mentioned D D. Yes. So do you play it or I do. Actually. Oh, cool. I am I... a high elf ranger. Mm-mm, getting traditional, getting classic. Yes, I am a high elf ranger, and my character's name is Kyrie Ahana. She is a elf with bunny ears, and her her actual elf ears are the ones where she has like like she can hear like normal conversation while their bunny ears listen to things that are like five miles away all right um now i'm just doing this out of like if this is the case i'm sorry but i'm just poking a little bit of fun at tropes so so how many of her parents are dead (laughs) how many she actually has never met her parents Ooh, we're getting this kind of edge. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has never met her parents, and she was raised by a pack of uh, wolf people. Ooh, lupines. Nice. Yes, she was raised by a pack of, uh, like, it was a wolf tribe in the middle of nowhere in the forest. Mm. She was raised by them, and it was just, like... She one day was like, I want to go on an adventure. And her and her tribe was like, all right, you stay safe. And she just left and it didn't come back. She's not dead, but she's still on that adventure. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Disclaimer, she's not dead, <laughs> but she's still on this adventure. And she's just, she um, owned a tavern in a small little town before meeting her tribe family um and she left because she didn't feel like she was at home there Mm. she felt more at home in like the forest because she's she has the bunny ears makes sense she's part she's part rabbit so and then she saw the wolf people and she immediately got scared until they approached her being like oh you must be lost and she's like uh yeah more or less (laughs) I don't know how to get back from here. Um, do you do you mind if I talk about my 
character oh, for a I bit? Oh, I don't mind at all. Go okay. ahead. Uh, since, you know, we're sharing characters. And yeah. again, this is a character you can actually hear the adventures of uh, yes. on Dicesh's uh, website. <gasps> uh, not the, not Dicesh's website. All Ages of Geek's website in the Dicesh podcast. Nice uh, plug. <laughs> thank you. Smooth. You're welcome. Smooth uh, plug. <laughs> um, the, basically, the campaign setting is the world of Theros. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I think so. Uh, Theros is basically Magic the Gathering's version of ancient Greece. Ah, yep. Then I've heard of it. Yep. And um, I play Tauros. He's a Minotaur cleric. Mm. Um, he was born and raised in, uh, well, he was born on the road, technically speaking, but his family and him more or less resides in Meletus, which is basically their version of Athens. So he decided, you know what, I want to become a medicus, which more or less is their version of doctors. Yeah. So he went to the temple of Frika, who is the god of affliction, but also medicine. Learned there, became, again, more or less a doctor with an intelligence of five. I love that. He is stupid. He, <laughs> he it is headcanon that he has a learning disability. That's why his intelligence oh, isn't so hot. No, that's so... Like, I don't know why, but I find that just so fitting for his character. Right. But but he has a wisdom of 14. He's wise, but he's dumb. He's wise, but he's a little bit stupid. It, he, he is. And I joke, <laughs> like I have headcanon, that he can't do basic math. Oh, so he just charges for his fees what he thinks is the right amount. <laughs> just just my character Kyrie being like, Taurus, please, I need you to tell me what two plus two is. Please, I please just, <laughs> you just solve get, this right now, please. You get the Minotaur equivalent of the blue screen of death on the computer. <laughs> yeah, just a spinning wheel of death on a Mac. <laughs> on a mac computer yeah basically more or less so basically <laughs> after he graduated he's just like you know what there's some people that just need help in the world i'm gonna oh. go out and heal the sick yes so he goes out he travels by himself fortunately his mother did train him how to fight yes. because she is a war priest of the god of victory Iroas. Oh. And she's basically like, okay, this is how you fight. And he's just we like, okay. love strong women. Yeah. Th- his mother is a strong, protective woman. Mm. Uh, we love but, that. Yeah. But <laughs> more <laughs> just, or less. Just that, that sound was like, eh. Uh, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I, I do have a spot for strong women i loved peko keep that in mind yes uh, Petko. but, but toros wait no not peko but again toros traveled about a year by himself healing the sick then he got to the gates of akros 
And Akros is basically their version of Sparta. Sparta. Mm-hmm. And do you know what the Akroans really hate? What? Minotaurs. Oh! And he didn't know this. Tauros didn't. His family told him, stay away from Akros. Never knew why. So he just goes up to the gates and then gets surrounded by men with spears. Oh! And he tries to explain, like, hey, no, I'm a medicus. You know, everything's fine. And they're like, okay, so he beat up a man and is now wearing his robes. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Because... Minotaur boy, no. Yeah, Minotaur boy, no. Because um, if you haven't realized that he's the party's himbo. Oh, himbo. Right. And we so, love a good himbo. So he gets thrown in jail. Yes. And then a member of the party, I'm not saying who, because I want to leave you intrigued. And hey, maybe you'll listen oh. to Dice Sesh. Uh, I will listen to Dice Sesh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, is basically like, hey, I'm going to bail him out of jail. Our party doesn't have a healer. And Taurus is just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, because he's very polite, super nice, just dumb. So that's how we joined the party. And when I say himbo, I mean, as we speak right now in the adventure, he has an 18 in strength. Himbo. Yeah. He is the beefy boy, pun Him. intended. Himbo. Him. Him. I love him. Thank you. Because, I love him so much. Yeah, he is a sweet boy, but there, there's only a few times he's gotten angry. And it's something to behold. <laughs> because, again, yes. I'm not saying what led to this, but... He was using his Medicus training, everything he was taught. And he was just like, hey, let me help you. And this one person was just like, no. Because. No. And Thomas is just like, no, no, please. The medicine I have will help you. And this guy, more, this person uh, was more or less the magic equivalent to anti-vax. Wow. And he was just like, oh, no, potions are for the weak. Wow. And Taurus had enough. It just said, listen here, you old fool. <laughs> listen here, you old fat. Yeah, basically. And well, <laughs> that led to something. <laughs> but like ever since then, Taurus really hasn't gotten angry. Um, he's done some dumb things. Don't get me wrong. He may have ingested some hallucinogenics. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Himbo, no. <laughs> like don't in this drugs, one. Kids. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. All Agents of Geek does not promote drugs of any type, except for prescription ones said by your doctor, and please do not abuse those. Disaster Cupcake does not condone any use of hallucinogenics. <laughs> Take your prescriptions. Right. But basically. <laughs> He drank this uh, drug water because legend has it if you drank from this pool, you would see your greatest desires. And I played Tauros as if he was a man 
fresh out of college with nowhere to go in his life. He's like, oh, what do I do now? So seeing oh, his greatest desires would actually point him in a good direction. So he takes a drink and he's just like, huh. Then he looks down and a snake starts talking to him. <laughs> just, hello, good sir. <laughs> More or less. And <laughs> he's looking at this snake. And the best part is there's not even a snake there. <laughs> And the party sees this, and they're like, "What's going on with him?" <laughs> and he looks at this at his party, and like one of them, the hair is like fire. The other one is like the <laughs> handsomest man he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he's just tripping balls. <laughs> and how that goes? Well, uh, again, I'll have I'll wait. I'll let you discover oh, for yourself. Balls, man, cowabunga. <laughs> more, more or less. <laughs> um, basically, um, these two oh, things came down, and they're like, "Oh, we are the dream interpreters." No, they were not the dream interpreters. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for like. Spoiler. He dies. Uh, no, he does. He's still alive. Taurus <laughs> is still alive. Um. But basically, oh, these God. three harpies tried to take advantage of the fact that he was high off his balls. High off his balls. High ass was... balls. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad this got. And they were just like, yeah. oh, we are the dream interpreters. Oh, great horned one. And Taurus is just like, oh, I am the great horned one. <laughs> Oh, you're right. I yeah. am the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically how it was. Just like, oh, I am the great horned one. And like the party, they all see these harpies for what they really are. So they get like very defensive. And Taurus is like, "What's going on? You know, like this is weird." Yeah. So he, so I was like, "Hey, can I roll an insight check on, you know, the dream interpreters?" DM was like, hey, sure, but it'll be at disadvantage because Tauros is high. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's fair, so I rolled. And basically what Tauros saw was like the way he looked, the way they looked and the hallucinogenics began to like change, which was, yeah. which caused him to like back up. Like he is on the ground at this point. He's uh -oh. that levels of high. So he's backing <laughs> up, like just using his hands. <laughs> And, like the harpies are just like the jig is up, boys. <laughs> the jig is up. Jig and so, is some... <laughs> so combat happened. But as I said, the party's still alive. So you know what happened to the harpies. Yeah. But after um, he got the drugs out of his system, which how that happened is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Uh, Taurus was just like, Huh. So he took one of his bottles he had and put the drug water in it. Oh, boy. And he is keeping the drug water with him, and he still has it to this day. <laughs> Time to get high again. No. Because, again, he knows how to make medicines. Yeah. So he also knows how to make poisons. 
and he's just like oh, hallucinogenic poison <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah oh no to his foes uh, oh no <laughs> he, he still hasn't made it he doesn't have any ingredients oh apparently but yeah Tor, uh, do you want to hear the rest of the party since oh you, great <laughs> hey, it, it's up to you if you want to hear about them yes i want to okay. hear it so <laughs> um we have um two satyr bards you know what a satyr is right yes okay one of them is takis the best way i could describe him is horny on main okay like, like don't get me wrong he's a nice guy but if there's a good-looking woman, he's going to flirt. If there's a good-looking man, he's going to flirt. The man's an yeah. equal opportunist. Yes. Then we have Spyro, who has a wife and a kid, but he went adventuring while his wife was pregnant, so he never met his son. Oh, yes. And uh, he is made out of Nyx, which is basically made out of the night sky. So you're telling me that he's not a dragon? No. See, like everyone makes this joke. And we have another <laughs> character like that. But we'll continue. Uh, basically, if the sun hits him at the right spot, he turns into a rainbow satyr. That so is beautiful it is and he uses it to his advantage because he's just like ah yes i am spyro you know then ah, yes then we have ava who's the team leader and a human rogue Ooh. Yep, she's cool yes. um in the adventures this is not much of a spoiler her and tauros have actually become best friends oh that's cute yeah and that's cute. The way me and Ava's player have described the friendship is they are brother and sister in everything but blood. Yes, I would assume that. Right. Um, then we have Jude, who is the Anvil Rot wizard. And what an Anvil Rot is, is basically robot. Oh. So we have a robot wizard who was made by the god of the forge, Perforos. Oh. And then, um, then we have Aslan. Aslan's already, a, already a, a, a nice banger of a name. Yep, taken from the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, are, you, are you actually for real? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's what the player of Aslan based his I name off of. I love Narnia. I love Narnia. It's so good. Yeah, basically our player, uh, the player of Aslan, was just like, uh, I need a cool name for this Leonin. Aslan, dude. Okay, fine. We'll Aslan. do it. Yeah, and, and what Leonin is, is basically, like, do you know what a tabaxi is? No. Okay. A tabaxi is like, um, a feline on two legs. Like they have hands, uh, they have feet. All right. They're the cat people. Uh, Leonins are the lion people. Lions. Yeah. And um, this, I'm not saying this as a player. I'm saying this as a person who has actually heard Aslan's player describe them as like this a gay disaster. 
like me. <laughs> because I am disaster cupcake. <laughs> oh, I was going to say like, oh, uh, I, I didn't think you were gay. <laughs> I'm actually homosexual. It works. Oh, well then. Well then. Like, oh, I'm not straight. <laughs> hey. If it means anything, I'm ace. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Sorry. Okay, cool. I so, love that for you. Why? Yes. Because because people I don't mean to offend anybody but by saying this, but people suck. Yeah. <laughs> because they just they're just mean. Yeah. Some people are mean. Yeah, personally for me, I'm just in it for the friendships. Yes. In a deep personal bonds. Yes. Like, do I still find some things attractive? Yeah, the same way some people find these sunset beautiful. You know? Yeah. Simple. Yeah. But yeah, and together, these mess of people um, who have actually caused a guest PC to become an alcoholic. Uh, not even oh. joking. We have caused that much disaster for one man. <laughs> Uh, is the Theros crew, which you can listen to the adventures on the Old Age of Geek website. I love that. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> Says the one who hasn't even listened to it yet. <laughs> Still, if it's anything by you, I don't care. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, was... I don't mean it's to o- take. It's okay. Dude. I appreciate you. Forehead kiss. Oh, thank you. Uh, But um, you're welcome. Again, like I don't mean to make this about me. Oh, I listen. It's 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 you and I getting to know each other. Okay. Oh yeah, that's more or less what this is. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't like it, too bad. (laughs) Like, um, have you ever watched the web series Ruby? Yes. Okay, my very first article I have written for All Ages of Geek as one of the writer interns yes. was actually about Ruby. Oh. And what I did was my very first article, you can still find it on the website, is the cultural inspirations of the creatures of Grimm. Because a mm. lot of the Grimm are actually based off of something. Yes. And this was before volume eight came out. Oh, yeah. I forget there's like so many volumes. Yeah. Uh, Why are there so many? Because it started back in like 20. It started in like 2011. That's why Ruby did. Yeah. I. At least the red trailer did. Uh, It came out in 2013. Oh, 2013. So, yeah. On the Rooster Teeth website. Yep, and it's... Yeah, it's been a long time. That's why there's so much. But, like, a quick example, the Beowulf, which is a wolf-type grim. It's based off of Beowulf, you know? R.I.P. Monty Ohm. uh, Monty Ohm was a genius. He was a genius. And some of his quotes are just so inspiring. Absolutely. Uh, but 
I am not kidding you about this Grimm article, all right? I deep dived. I deep dived to an extent where the complete article is over 3,000 words. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got into the show. I got into some of the books. I got into information that was only available in the Ruby Amity Arena mobile app, which no longer exists. Oh, no. Yeah, I went deep into this. Still proud of it, but I've done multiple. I'm glad you're still proud of your work. Yeah, and um, I have written some Ruby theories, and one of the theories was actually proven right. Oh. Well, a couple of them were. So we I was proud of that. We love when theories are proven right. Yeah. We love that. But yeah, I've written for all ages of geek. I've been starting to do the, be one of the hosts of the Geek and Ink podcast a lot more. Which it, oh, yeah, I'm, it's because you're so nice. No, and again, thank you. You're um, welcome. But what really helped me, I think, like get normal to get mm-hmm. used to talking to people because. Before this, I really got nervous talking to new people. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. And and, sometimes you just got to punch that fear in the face. Yeah. Don't punch punch anybody in the face, please. No, it it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, But, like, the first guest I had on the Geekening podcast, um, it it was a big one for us, Mm -hmm. for All Ages of Geek. Um, did you ever watch uh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius? Yes. I interviewed the voice actor for Jimmy's dad. Oh, yeah. I can't get that dude's voice out of my head, especially when he yells crabgrass. Right. Oh, and my God. It was like that was the very first audio interview I ever had. Yeah. And. Up to the point, I was terrified because he was such a big name. Yeah. Like, no joke. I had to go through an agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, that was weird. You kind of had to go through an agent there. Yeah, I, I did. And it, we did good. And he was a great person to have. He was very nice, very considerate. Uh, yeah. We didn't talk for that long because he's a busy man. He is a busy man. But then I was like, okay, yeah, I, I could do this. I could do this. Then I interviewed um, some other people. Uh, then the latest big one I had, which you're familiar with, uh, The Abnormal Chaos. Yes. Uh, now, then I had someone else today, which was uh, another voice actor. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've had two voice actors in the same day. Uh, then, you know, by the bing, by the boom, here we are with you. Yes. So um, since you do want to get to know me uh, better, do you have any questions for me? Um, hmm. Let's see. It's hard, me to, it's hard for me to think of stuff like off the top of my head. So let me just... Let me just shimmy my brain around for a second. So how did how did you get 
started in in the whole um podcasting gig like how did how did that come around like when did you start i started oh wow when i started a while ago started the podcasting gig as a guest on dice sesh but not the dice sesh i told you about this was an older season oh okay where i was around for two episodes and nothing really came of it mm-hmm. it wasn't really a full-length campaign right and for that i played a halfling warlock mm-hmm. named jonathan Rihan, and he was lawful evil who thought he was lawful good <laughs> We love people like that. Because, like, the example I gave was if he bought an orphanage and made it a factory with child labor, he thought he was doing the right thing because the kids are now being paid. They have a place to sleep. They have food to eat. But it's child labor. But it's child labor. (laughs) And when encountered by some bandits, he tried to start a company. Oh, wow. And it almost worked. (laughs) It almost worked. Like, he almost made his own mercenary company. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, but it didn't work. He ended up being kidnapped. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, oof. But then, yeah, nothing came from that. That's a big oof, bud. Yeah, it it was. That is a big oof. Then after that, after a while, I wasn't on any of the podcasts. Then I was a special guest for the Tooncasters podcast, All Ages of Geek has, where we talk about like cartoons. And we were talking about Ruby because Ruby volume eight was almost out and we were talking about the hype. Yes. And then, was the hype worth it? Yes. You think? Volume 8 was good. Like, Ooh. if I had to put, like, my favorite volumes, it would be Volume 3. I'll always say Volume 3 is the best. Volume 8 is a close second. Then I'd have to think about the other ones for a bit. But the bottom one, I'd say, was the second half of Volume 6. Because Volume 6 felt like two different volumes. Yeah. It always seems like that with a certain, like, ongoing series. It, yeah. it seems like that a lot yeah, of the time. Uh, personally, um, Volume, the first... How far did you get into Ruby? I think I'm in volume four. Okay. I'm going to spoil a bit of volume six for you. Okay. Uh, and I'm only going to spoil a Grim. That happens to be one of my favorite type of Grim. Okay. Uh, because in the first half of volume six, the Ruby crew, um, spoilers alert, Ruby reunites. Of course they are. It's the show, you know? Mm-hmm. So Ruby and Juniper team up again, you know, forming yep. a little adventuring party uh, with Crow being the mentor figure, you know? Yep. Uh, basically, a blizzard starts to happen because they're trying to head to 
um, Argus. And Argus is like at the no most northern tip of Mistral, which is the kingdom that is right across from Atlas. Right. Which is the big snowy one. Right. And so Blizzard comes in, they're like, well, shoot, we have no place to live. But they see uh, what looks like an, an abandoned farm. And they're like, okay, good. That's a farmhouse. We can sleep there. Wait for the blizzard to blow over. It'll probably take maybe a couple of days. So they go into the Brunswick farm. That's what it was called. And mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, everything's fully stocked. Everything looks nice. We're good. Then Weiss goes upstairs and she screams. Because in the bed, she has found two corpses just laying next to each other. Oof. And they're like, okay, something's going on here. But there's no grim in sight. We don't know what's going on. Right. But eventually, they just start to feel tired. They do. And then one of them... Uh, a character that you haven't met yet, but I won't spoil for you because she's great, um, discovers the farmer's journal. And this is when we learn about a new type of grim called the apathy. Whoa. The apathy, this is straight from the show itself. They are not fast. They are not strong. They are not even sneaky. But what they do is they drain your will to go on. Ah. So everyone's feeling tired and they're just like, what's the point? Oof, yeah. And it's because of the apathy. And we actually find out why there's apathy in the basement. Right. It's because the farm, the head farmer at the time when the place was bustling, um, he put the apathy there because, well, the apathy drained all emotion. So that also means negative emotion. So that means no grim were attacking the farm. Ah. So he thought it was a safe idea, but then he just felt so tired. And he'd rather not do his farm work and just rest in bed where he rested so long eating nah too tired drinking too tired just died and yep. the apathy grim are like humanoid skeletons that sounds about right it was mm, they were just so creepy and I love them. <laughs> yes. Because it was a force they couldn't brute force. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Honestly, it's it's all about like how how do how do I put this? It's like um it's like something that's always um that's always like prominent in series like that. And I'm, I don't even know why it's just, I've noticed that a lot in some, in some 
series is that are um like in the same era and it's actually like interesting to see that yeah but but yes i do understand that ruby is its own series it's just it is there's like so much that like there's so many tropes you know there's like not saying that all tropes are bad no 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 no. it's it's just they get repetitive sometimes and i'm not saying that that's bad either it's just i it gets tiresome in a way um it's like it's it's just something that you're tired of seeing and you just go and find something else to do and that's perfectly fine right and then when you're feeling that you need to be or if you need to have that spark reignited again you can go back to that that one thing that you left before and it's it's a good thing to have different uh things that you like right um but there is another grim that i love but it hasn't been introduced in the show mm-hmm. and that is from the book the fairy tales of remnant oh which is basically a book of in canon stories that the characters would read as kids because remember what Ozpin told Pira, what is your favorite fairy tale? Oh, yeah. And these are the fairy tales he was referring to because there are in lore fairy tales, which I love it when shows do that. I love lore. Uh, Everybody loves lore. (laughs) But this Grimm was called The Chill. Okay. And you couldn't really from what i'm from what i remember reading you can't fight it it is just like this gas and it can actually possess people sounds like an scp ah another niche community i enjoy me too (laughs) nice (laughs) um you know like this is way off topic but I hear this is in the works, all right? Yeah. Someone out there is making an SCP game where all the SCPs are anime girls. Oh, boy. And it's a dating sim. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, like, that, that sounds... That... Why? <laughs> In all fairness, KFC has a dating sim, so. Yeah. And I actually played it. I haven't had KFC in so long. Yeah, I haven't had KFC in a long time either. But the dating sim is hilarious. It knows what it is. I I know what it is. I haven't played it yet. I've been uh, trying no, to, like. I, I mean, the game knows how ridiculous everything is. And it just accepts uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. But. That makes sense. It's like, hey, we have this. And and it's like, wait a minute. Is there any connection with this? Yes. It's a dating sim. Yes. And 
and also that just reminds me that Wendy's actually has a D&D campaign. First, Wendy's as a Twitter. Now it's this. Yeah, the, no joke. Wendy's has made its own tabletop game hmm. where you more or less fight Ronald McDonald as the big bad evil guy. Oh, God. <laughs> but they don't Why? say it's Ronald McDonald, but they just call him the Frozen Jester. Oh. <laughs> because their beef is frozen, not fresh. Why do they do him like that? <laughs> because it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> uh, but I haven't played it yet. I don't think I have either. It, it's but ridiculous. That's fucking, like that's great. I mean, Arby's came out with their own set of dice. I'm not even joking. Arby's. About that. Uh, oh, I love it when uh, the the fast food chains get in on geeky stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just love the ones where the like like someone's like, oh, this is dumb, and they're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> This is so not well, yeah. That's the point. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny. Um, oh boy. But I just it's it just baffles me how those like big fast food chains are uh going through like social media, see something and they're like, hey, we should do this. And it, it comes out with like a like a dating sim or two, maybe some manga, <laughs> maybe maybe this too. While we're at it, uh, and it's great. It's kind of funny that you mentioned the manga, mm-hmm. because uh, Magic the Gathering, I believe, is in a manga. Really? Yeah, I and no it's not Magic about the Gathering was in a manga. And it's not about the lore of Magic the Gathering. It's about these two, like, childhood friends in the 90s playing Magic and, like, slowly developing their relationship. Oh, that's awesome. It is. But, that's uh, awesome. Thank you for, you know, being a guest. You know? Absolutely. All right. Um, would you like to say any last words to the listeners? Uh, I want to let you all know that I love every single one of you, and I hope you have a good day, night, or wherever you are. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. Hey, what's up, geeks? It is Matt coming to you once again to let you know without your support on Patreon and in the comments, we really can't do any of this. We are an entirely community-supported operation. And, uh, well, you're our community. So, you stay weird, you stay wonderful, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>